Welcome to the ByteCast, a bi-monthly startup-focused podcast from the guys behind 8Bytes. We're going to be chatting about everything that's needed to start your product, from inception all the way through to product launch, uh, with loads of tips and tricks that we've learned along the way. Let's get started. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Bycast. <laughs> Adam's excited to be here. Okay, so with us today we do have Adam from 8Bytes. Hey, how's it going? And this week's special guest, Graham O'Connor from Currently Unknown, but previously uh, we've worked with That's Graham in the past. Nice. You're just saying, you don't want to say unemployed. <laughs> yeah, come on, Brian. Just because I'm picking up 200 euro a week doesn't mean I don't have an identity anymore. <laughs> He's a real person. <laughs> what a great start. Okay, so today's episode is titled uh, Feedback. I was actually I was actually told to skip episode 9 and um, go straight to 10. So we would have had 8 to 10 and then call this one profit. That's what I was told because I, I was previously told that you can't have um, just straight to profit. You need to have a gap whereby you kind of leave it loose because no one knows how to get there. But mm. that might be a future. Yeah, that'll just be a blank podcast That'll just week. be blank, yeah, Profit. It's 20 minutes of just white noise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, when we talk about feedback here... Um, the most important thing, I suppose, uh, with feedback is to gather it. You know, how do you get it in the first place? It's obviously very important when you launch your your product that um, you immediately start getting feedback and you don't kind of have a, a launch followed by kind of, you know, sitting back or, or adding even more features. You kind of straight away, you want to get into feedback. So, you know, what's the best way of, of getting that feedback? Well, you, you definitely need to be putting uh, something like well, some form of analytics into your product. If you have nothing there, you have no real window into how the users are using your product. Um, and without that, obviously, you're just flying blind. So things that we usually use here, things like Mixpanel. Um, again, you can pop in Drift or Intercom, something like that to just even keep in contact with your customers. But get those um, those key points you want to track and get them into your app early on and make sure that you're, you are tracking them from day one. And from there, then you can build your funnel. So like, is your user following through this complete feature or some of them dropping off at a certain point? Um, you got to figure out why that's happening and if you can improve it from there. Mm. Hopefully, if you have Drift or Intercom in there, the, the users will actually just be talking to you and giving the feedback directly. But that's always the best case. you you got to plan for the worst. And like we said before, it's like drawing blood from a stone. Yeah, and I, I think it's also important, like especially in the early days where maybe you don't have that many customers, you know, you can't solely rely upon the analytics because... Right. You know, you could see one thing coming up in the analytics, but it might just be a red herring. And like, because you don't have so many people, you don't have a yeah. large group of people doing this. So Your test bed's very, very narrow at that point. Exactly. So I, I think it's very important, especially at the early days, to really, you know, have good contact with your users do your screen shares watch them using your app watch them using your site and really follow what you're what they're doing and ask some questions at each point why are you doing this what made you do that what did you expect to happen mm -hmm. when you did that and and then go from there and then later on the stage you can rely a bit more on the analytics i think mm -hmm. yeah. like early on we were talking about <clears throat> uh, getting those users for your user test and obviously if you find those people hold on to them because my god they're amazing you just got to keep them and keep a uh, you know, giving them the, the Amazon vouchers or whatever it is that keeps them around. Mm. But uh, like as soon as you've had your user test during the beta period, it's not um, all over as soon as you launch. Once you've launched, you need to keep this going. So again, contact the guys you've been dealing with before and see if see if they're able to help you. 
Yeah, just on the analytics package that, that people choose as a quick one, make sure you can understand what comes at the other end of an analytics package. It's very easy to add them into a product, but the the hard bit with those is actually extracting the value at the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, so make exactly. sure that whatever you choose, you're comfortable with um, yeah. on the flip side. And make sure you just, you're gathering data everywhere. Yeah, you can I, only have too much. Like you have too little, you're, you're again, you don't have anything to work with. I think it's important also <clears throat> just to define a metric of like, you know, if you're doing a feature, like what is success like how we measure success of this of this tool so i mean you can have all the analytics in the world but if you don't know what success looks like when you're looking at your analytics then it's useless Mm -hmm. so it's very important just to define what that metric is where you can really judge the success of of this product yeah absolutely it's very easy to find yourself in that situation as i said where there's numbers getting thrown back at you but you you don't know what to do with them or how to interpret them or the yeah. product got used, it's successful, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. That'll be great. Um, just another point on that, I suppose, is, is the different avenues. We talked about a couple of them there. Um, on the app side, of course, you do have um, Play Store uh, reviews, which you can respond to. And now you can do that with App Store reviews too, which is a new feature. Mm-hmm. You can you can talk to your customers and if they don't, um, they will actually receive uh, an email when you give them some feedback so they don't actually have to go and check their review to see it so just that there's lots of different avenues and just keep an eye on them all because you, you so want to make sure that one thing to keep an eye on is they edit their review so mm-hmm. you can reply to a review with whatever you're saying but they can edit their review afterwards so make sure you're not talking about one specific issue so it make you look like a bit, a bit of an idiot if they change it <laughs> um try face to face would be another if possible I think face-to-face is, is undervalued. Mm. Um, if you can get a user in, whether it's a video call or whatever it is, tr- try that. Um, sometimes text, emails and stuff like that, it's actually quite hard to get to the, the core of, of what's going on, whether it's a problem or um, it's a feature they want. Um, it's mm-hmm. much easier to think people show you things. Yeah, and I also think if, it also gives that personal touch to it as well. Like if people really feel involved in the product they're into it and they're they're wanting to give you more feedback and they feel mm-hmm. like they're really part of it you know if they see your face they see the person who's beside this and it's you know it's, it's a really nice yeah, it's a, yeah. Like you're taking them seriously and their feedback's actually going on board mm. you know if you're yeah. a user of the product you're going to love that absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so what is good feedback um that's that's kind of the next question here in front of me and as i as i read it i'm kind of <laughs> thinking through it um i well, suppose yeah feedback i mean all feedback is, is, is probably is useful in, in some way, but... Um, yeah, but not if you get a piece of feedback, it's like, oh, the app's broken. What right. does that tell you? Right. You know, you need to know exactly uh, what the user was doing, what they expected for it to happen. And again, you know, the basically the end-to-end flow of what they were up to right. to figure out how to fix that. So actionable items would be... Would yeah, be- like things like, okay, I went to this app because I thought it solved this problem for me. Um but it's not like this mm-hmm. is the problem I came with. But it's actually not solving. This is a problem I actually want solved. Like that's good. You know, that's that's actionable feedback. And you can go, okay, actually, I was, I didn't think you were actually going to be using it that way, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's surprising. But okay, I, I can adjust here to yeah. then actually solve the problem you wanted to be solved. That's you know? I think problem is the key word because yeah. it's very easy for to someone to try and tell you that a feature is not doing what they want it to do but it, actually the problem is that it's a different problem they're trying to solve exactly. i think that's a very common one that someone wants a product to do something else but what the really the, the root here is that they have a different problem they want to get solved and that's mm-hmm. what you want to learn yeah i mean like lots of products in the past have have uh ended up going somewhere very different because they thought they're solving one problem youtube for example started out as a dating site and people are meant to upload videos of them for their dating profile. And they realized everybody's doing cats and dogs videos. So they completely changed it. You know what I mean? So 
what, what you thought you were solving in the first place may not actually mean what mm-hmm. you're, you're actually doing you know like we said before uh we love to build products that you actually have an interest in that you might mm-hmm. use every day yeah. but again you're going to use it differently to everyone else and it's 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 always interesting to find out the use case really i'm sure you'll be kind of amazed at some of the, the ways your product's being plugged in to fit this yeah. weird gap <laughs> yeah we've, we've always said that um when you're staring at something every day it's very hard to have good feedback on it exactly um, it's, it's completely different to someone seeing it the first time like mm-hmm. it, just the example we used before i think was something like there's a button that you know to press mm-hmm. but it may not be obvious yeah. for everyone to press that button you mm-hmm. just you know because it's yours or it's very easy to say oh that it, user's an idiot or that user's not doing it right but to actually just take a step back and like you're saying you're looking at it every day these yeah. users are brand new to this and it's not very clear to them then there is a problem there yeah i mean you're in your own little bubble here mm-hmm. and unless you're getting out there getting feedback all the time then you know you're not going to create the product that people really want sure yeah a little, a little form might help just as a, an aside a little form for feedback might help that maybe categorizes the things you need to, for sure. it to be helpful to, to allow because mm-hmm. sometimes it also maybe gets rid of the daunting nature of someone trying to contact you maybe who's not technical who's afraid to talk to you about technical things because they're like look i don't really know um you know so if you can give a form with hey you know maybe that's what's the problem where, uh, what's happening where is it happening so on and so forth again that's somewhere drift can fit in very nicely because because it's a chat interface it doesn't feel so intimidating Right, e- e- emails are quite intimidating, I think, in comparative yeah. to some of the other metrics. Yeah, you about metric, hey, Brian, how's it yeah. going? Is there anything we can help you with? Is it a lot easier to reply to than, hey, what feature were you using? What screen did you come from? What iOS are you using? That kind of stuff. It's just a, a way nicer way to get in touch with people. Sure. Right. Yeah. So you have the feedback now. You have all the feedback in the world. Hopefully. Uh, what? Yeah, hopefully. What do, you, what do you act upon? I mean, I think it's it's very easy to get your first piece of feedback and try to turn the world upside down on based on on one um one piece of feedback so how do you how do you manage that yeah i I think you know one way you can go about it is start to look for trends like you know you wouldn't just look act upon just one bit of feedback if you're getting feedback from multiple people and you're starting to see a trend here and you're like okay there's something here but if you start acting on every single bit of feedback you have then you're going to be going all over the place you know it's an easy trap to fall into if you've been working on this for a few months it's your baby you've Mm. launched it and the first person that comes back you say oh i thought it should do this like oh crap yeah it needs to do that but you're just customizing for this one user Mm. and again it's a very very slippery slope we found with um a lot of companies mostly b2b i guess but you customize specifically for maybe their systems to integrate with them and then all of a sudden you have a specific version of your app built for this one company and it's right. not profitable or a way yeah, to grow it, in any it's in particularly any hard i think for for those paid for paid customers if it's a yes. free product um then you probably are a little bit more resistant to it but if, if someone has already paid you money and you're expecting them to pay you more money and all of a sudden they're dependent on this this one piece um but it ruins your your if you're a software as a service your your money is probably in scalability and if you do right. things like that you can't scale because every customer has something that's unique so it's important as graham said on feedback is to when you get a piece of feedback take stock add it to the pile and then from you know you need to review that pile and kind of see where where things are moving what people are talking about and the problems they're having and so on and so forth yeah uh, one of the things i've seen some companies do for a uh, new feature growth they might have like a kind of upvote system you can submit a feature and then other users can upvote it and that way it's a very easy way to see what uh what things are missing from your product and what what users are asking for as well so. yeah I and mean, that's exactly what we did in the last product i worked on um you know we had this basic product together we we're wondering okay what what are the next features we're going to add on here mm-hmm. and it turned out the things that people mo- wanted the most was like these two very simple basic things 
uh, when we were thinking about what we're going to add to this, we were thinking all this flashy stuff, but yeah. that's not what they wanted. What they really wanted was, was two simple features which we gave them, which we found through that upload system. Yeah, I assume it was just to fix this one flow. Maybe it was like the last piece of the puzzle or something yeah. like that. I, I mean, in, in this case, we, we provide them with a pop-up tool um, and we were very rigid on the, the fields that were in it. And what, what people really wanted was customizable fields, um, which, you know, obviously is simple to do because we have, we have the whole infrastructure there to do it. So, you know, simple. We could have gone off, made something flashy, but that's not what they wanted, you yep. know? Yeah, yeah I think that's that's the... <clears throat> The key point there is users will come up with um, ways of using their product and um, they'll use your product as a solution to problems that you maybe didn't think exist. Mm. And you just need to keep an eye on that and not get too, uh, prob- you know, I suppose you can go too far either way. You can go into the customizations way where you're gone too far one way here and you can go into the rigidity way whereby it's no three months ago before we launched, we said this product was going to be X. Mm. And even though everyone wants it to be Y, we've made a decision mm-hmm. we're keeping our head down and that's not a good way to go either maybe that's a great way of having like the the feature board that people can upload is a great way of other users going oh yeah i would use that if that was there but maybe it would never give feedback in a sense you know two users might actually want the same feature but yeah. they might give slightly different feedback and again trying to equate that in your mind yeah, yeah. And sometimes work. you might want to be a bit careful with some of that stuff because if you ask a lot of customers going do you want this yes they yeah. always say yeah because well, everybody I'll wants have- everything Upload, 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 yeah. upload, upload. <laughs> so sometimes you might like try to approach it from the other way and go, you know, you might have heard this something from a customer going, oh, it would be great if it did this. And so a nice way to approach it was like contact more customers and say, do you have this problem? Not do you want this feature? Sure. You know, <laughs> and, and that's also a good way of, of trying to figure out. Do what. you want a better product for free? Sure. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <take> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so how do you leave all this affect your, your roadmap? I think... Mm-hmm. Um, when you're finished building your product, it's it's easy to to not take this on board really and to continue ahead with with you know your roadmap you had in your head all along, right? Because that's a plan that you probably had that you know this is V one and I'm gonna I want to do these couple of bits, um, and it's very easy to kind of leave the feedback coming on the side and then kind of keep cracking ahead with what you wanted to do despite what's going on. So, mm-hmm. how do you you fit in maybe what is a new found want for a specific you know. Uh, problem solution or whatever how do you fit that into the roadmap that you already have or should you even have a a big extended roadmap at this point yeah i think i think we talked before about um obviously launching as quickly as you can get your mvp in place but have an idea of where you want to go but have an idea like okay here's the big features or here's the way i see the product going but you know take your time getting there and learn along the way don't say like okay this has to okay we launched now in two weeks we'll have this feature three weeks later we'll have this feature you know have an idea of where you want to be in a month and maybe at the end of the year but um again have a bit of leeway there and, and think about leaving time for the feedback exactly I, right. mean, I mean it's good to have an idea about what's the end goal here or, or these are the type of things you want to do next but it's also important not to be rigid on that not to go okay by month one we want to have this by month two we want to have this because after a couple of weeks you might go actually what we planned to do in one two was we, we shouldn't do that because nobody's going to use it. That's not what people are crying out for. So yeah, have a plan, but don't have this big, long, here's our two-year plan of feature sets we're going to do because first of all, you'll, you'll never do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a bad, bad way of, of, of building. Yeah. You need, certainly need to have a vision for where you want to go, but also the flexibility to, to exactly. move along the way and maybe go down a different path than, than you thought you were, you were going to go down. Mm. Mm-hmm. so releasing then is a completely is a completely different thing but it does play into to feedback in the sense that you want to 
try and move through your feedback at a reasonable pace and release you know based on that you don't want to get into the period whereby your mvp is taking x number of months to build and your next release is going to take x number of months to build you want to kind of get the uptick a lot quicker than that if possible and if you're getting feedback into that if you're responding to feedback quickly as well users love that one the i remember a couple of months ago we got a review for the drift android app on the store and i said um the notification sound is too quiet two stars out of five and within a week, we talked to the guys at Drift, got a brand new notification. And the guy who was back said, wow, they actually listened to me five stars. I'm going to be yeah. back. Like, they actually took my feedback on board and I had a release within a week. That's amazing. You know? Yeah, I think it's cool because I think it's nice to have, okay, these are the big features we're working on next. But also, in the meantime, while you're working on those big features, it's nice to knock off those low-hanging bits of fruit. And that way, you're constantly improving the app right away. The customer feels like, okay, my feedback's been taken on board here. They're really working with me. So you're knocking off all these small things and then boom, another two or three months, you also have this flashy new thing as well. Yep, so, yep. And you know, those customers are probably going to recommend you to their friends as well. Like these guys are really on the ball, you know, yeah, they yeah. really care about us. Yeah, I've, I've seen some uh, incredible um, customer reaction to being listened to in the last number of months whereby people, I think some of the people who have had a problem and have it solved are multiple times happier than the users who have had no problems. Because when when something happens and they get a resolution to it so quick and someone's listened to them, it actually makes them far more sticky to that product sure. than someone who's actually just kind of going along and it's going okay. Yeah, but you get um, the impression that if there are future problems or issues as well, that the team is there to fix it. Like you mm-hmm. won't jump shift as easily, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it really you know, gives you... Having the idea that someone is there actually working on this, it isn't, you know, set and mm-hmm. go. So you, you, know? can, you can turn what maybe originally you would have thought of as a problem into a big advantage. Um, whereby you can turn a customer who's unhappy because something broke into someone who's actually an advocate for you and is, is really happy to work with you because they know you care. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of opportunities in it as well. Yep, absolutely. Okay, that's been episode number nine, Feedback. Uh, thanks for Adam for joining us. No problem. Thanks to Graham, special guest Graham, currently uh, at Unknown or as Adam said, uh, Unemployed. Cheers, guys. Keep Thanks keep an eye me. out, though. Keep an eye out for Graham. Graham's, <laughs> Graham's going to be doing some cool stuff soon. I can I can sense it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's going to take all of this feedback on board. You know, yeah, he's going to listen to all the bike casts and learn all the tips and tricks we've been telling them for yeah. the last few weeks. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> starting from the start, finishing at the end. <laughs> all right. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bytecast. If you want to find out more about 8Bytes, you can talk to us on 8Bytes.ie. The next episode will go live in two weeks and you can find all the episodes on Bytecast.fm. Thanks for joining us.